Genesis chapter 45, verses 16 through 28. Wrapping up that chapter section there, it's Wednesday, and on Wednesdays we have ourselves the uh, midweek study session. Stefan Maia is my name. AddedSouls.com is the website. Quite the account witnessed and recorded here of this family's history. It has gone through a great many ups and downs, twists and turns, has it not? Absolutely. And I certainly do encourage you to go check out the archived sessions on our channels, and you'll get to uh, perhaps dive in deep with us in those accounts as we made progress moving forward one verse at a time. And we are almost at the end of Genesis, actually. Not too far off from the uh, chapter 50 there. And uh, we shall certainly see which book of the Bible we will begin our midweek session sessions with next time around. And listen, by all means, if you want to uh, reach out to us and give us a suggestion to a, uh, a uh, book of the Bible you would like to go through, uh, we can certainly uh, put that into the queue and have our consideration to the study and uh, produce sessions uh, for that, uh, uh, for that, um, well, I don't know the word, for that, for that study, I guess. There, eh. It is a bit earlier, so my brain's not functioning as it, uh, <laughs> to its full capacity, but it's getting there. It is a bit earlier this morning for the, uh, early bird podcast sessions, 9 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time, but we, uh, typically go live from Monday to Friday at 10 a.m. Atlantic Daylight Time. The reason I'm going, I have to go live at 9 a.m. this morning is because, well, I have myself a doctor's appointment. I have myself a doctor's appointment, and uh, that kind of took priority there uh, over the session that is typically at 10 a.m. Hey, listen, a bit of housekeeping as always. You know the drill if you're been following for a while, but if you're new here, please, hey, consider subscribing to the channel. You might be seeing this on Twitter or on YouTube or on Rumble or on Facebook, wherever. Consider subscribing and hitting that notification bell or whatever notifications you have to. And uh, giving a comment, leaving a comment, where you're from, saying hi, thumbs up kind of stuff, sharing the link far and wide. That does a great deal uh, for the uh, Added Souls ministry to move forward in its three-point plan, which is governed now since its creation way back in 2012, which is number one, to reach the faithless, number two, to renew the fallen, and number three, to reinforce the faithful. By all means, be part of that, and you can, and here's the opportunity. You can sign up to addedsouls.locals.com, and uh, signing up there is free. However, once you are there, you can choose to support monthly. No amount is too low, no amount is too high. And uh, you will certainly have exclusive content and uh, various other privileges there if you do support. And that goes towards, of course, the work of the uh, the Added Souls Ministry through the Maya family. As uh, we labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada, you can check out the .com, eastcoastchurchofchrist.com, or the Facebook page, East Coast Church of Christ. You can also send donation to that end through PayPal, and the email address is addedsouls at gmail.com. All right, we got that done. Listen, Genesis chapter 45, verses 16 through 28. We're going to put that up on the screen for those who are watching the 
video side of the podcast and uh, following along. Listen, it's been quite the journey, as mentioned. Wow, this family's gone through a lot. A lot of chaos and deception and division and sorrow and deep pain. and I mean, it's just, it's a mess. Really, it's been, it's been a mess. And the reason it's been a mess is because of lawlessness and those who are evil workers who have, of course, since repented. Enough time has passed in God's providence and uh, the softening of hearts uh, has brought forth a very pivotal moment in the reunion of Joseph revealing himself to his siblings and um, how, how deep of an emotional moment that was. And we kind of visited that last week in our in our past session there and uh, man it's just you truly have to dive into the context and allow your mind to visualize the narrative as it moves forward this inspired account uh, and uh, recognize how deep this was and uh, what they'd gone through and uh, man oh man it's just truly a fascinating account and it gives us insight obviously practical application to our faith today and how the most important part was this renewal and this bridge once again being repaired and built and, and healed <clears throat> and comforted and um hearts who are humble to that end uh are capable of course uh, of participating in this renewal and uh it's it's just a, a beautiful thing and of course now the news is going to hit Pharaoh. Uh, Pharaoh's going to hear of this, and that's where we're going to go forward. It's not only going to be heard by Pharaoh, but it's going to be heard by Jacob. Yeah, Jacob's going to hear that his son did not really die, was not really eaten alive by wild beasts. Wow. Imagine, <laughs> I mean, you can't make this stuff up, man. It's just, you know, it was witnessed and recorded, and it's just truly fascinating. So, chapter 45, verse 16, and moving forward... <clears throat> It says, and I quote, Now when the news was heard in Pharaoh's house that Joseph's brothers had come, it pleased Pharaoh and his servants. Like this is the measurement <clears throat> in which Joseph's success had achieved. Isn't that something? Like, I mean, the guy was sold off into this pagan realm. And um, he went from being a slave to being a servant, if you will, and those words can be interchangeable depending on the context and pers uh, perspective. And <clears throat> then he's tossed in jail, imprisoned. Then he's released and he becomes one of the most prominent authorities and leaders of Pharaoh's realm, Pharaoh's courtship and uh, his court, his law, his uh, nation. And that is just, wow. It just goes to show through principle, of course, if we are with God <clears throat> and we are humble and submissive towards God, the great I am, <clears throat> through his son, how he can have us through the winds of providence in positions of great uh, influence and power. And it would be, of course, my prayer that faithful Christians, faithful, humble Christians who can rightly handle the Bible 
would certainly have privilege and freedom to be found in such locations as political uh, or governmental uh, branches. Why? Why would we want that? So as to have perhaps a brief moment of peace knowing that not all of them are corrupted and also that policies could once again be renewed to their former glories, allowing you and I to live in peace, to live in peace and security and being able to go out there and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ in peace. Maybe that. I think that would be all right. That'd be okay. Anyways, so here we find Joseph in such uh, honor and respect from this pagan leader in a pagan land, hostile, generally so, against the Israelites. But in this here occasion, uh, God's providence fulfilled and the free will minds of men are in accordance, humbled to the, des- to the design, and uh, it pleased Pharaoh. Pharaoh was pleased that Joseph was pleased that there, were a fa- there was family there. I mean, Pharaoh had uh, seen the utility of Joseph's uh, abilities and um, could understand why, well, he had the wisdom and insight, of course, to know he needs to take care of Joseph. And if Joseph has family, well, then we need to take care of them too, because if not, they would have died. They would have died in the famine. And this, like, again, I, I, I don't, <laughs> you, you really have to tap into this. From all the turmoil that this family's gone through in, this, in their history, um, God utilized uh, for the, um, how should I say, um, what's the right word? Uh, sustaining them, uh, having them still alive in their lineage. And that, that's just, to me, is pretty cool. So in verse 17, it says, Pharaoh said to Joseph, Say to your brothers, there's information I need you to tell your brothers. Do this. Lord, lo- load your beasts and go to the land of Canaan. So instruction is being given by the highest power of the Egyptian nation towards Joseph's siblings. And that is, of course, to load their beast and go to the land of Canaan. And in verse 18, take your father and your households and come to me, relatives, family, all of it. And you need to come back here to Egypt before me, the greatest power currently in the nation, which happens to have the source of nourishment for your survival, right? And I will give you the best of the land of Egypt. And you will eat the fat of the land. Isn't that something? I, Pharaoh, the greatest power of this nation, am extending to you this instruction and this blessing. You will have the best that we have. One would have not seen such a thing in the mind of Joseph when he had just been sold off into Egyptian bondage. (laughs) One day I'm going to be Reunited with my family, and we are going to be taken care of. And not only taken care of, not only, hey, whatever, I got some food left for you. I mean, some leftovers, if you will. They fell off the table kind of stuff. No, no. 
the best that can be provided, to which, again, in practical application, teaches us to be patient. To be patient and to allow God's will to uh, be revealed. <clears throat> At times, us humans, it takes us a while to catch up to it, but then 10 years passes by, 20 years passes by, sometimes just one year, but sometimes 10, 20, 30, 40. And uh, what we thought 20 years ago as the end of it all, deep sorrow, pain, devastation, uh, 20 years ahead, we find ourselves in a location of renewal. See, God knew that the cancer was going to be exposed and marked and removed. And after the cancer has been removed and the confession has been brought forth and hearts are humbled, then God can repair and the plan moves forward. And it's just a beautiful thing. So if you find yourself in moments of great despair or uncertainties and doubt, for any of us who have lived long enough on this earth have experienced, whether it be financial or family, uh, you name it, whatever department it might be, perhaps personal health uh, issues, uh, hostilities and persecutions from, from, from all angles, uh, whatever it is, and however deep it could go, do not give up. And I speak to my own self to that end. Do not give up. Imagine if Joseph would have given up. Imagine if Joseph would have given up. Don't give up. Do not give up. Persevere. Perseverance. That's what that is. You persevere. You see yourself through it. Uh, uh, only uh, capable of doing so through God's good grace. It's a beautiful thing. So here, they will become the recipients of high privilege and freedom and provision food shelter and clothing isn't it also something that needs to be said every time believers have humbled themselves in faith towards the great i am for you and i today through the dispensation of the messianic age as the christian era you and i as christians believers when we are faithful to god through his son his son our king the king of his kingdom you and i legal citizens Therein, we are provided for, Matthew 6, 33, food, shelter, and clothing. It may not be the biggest castle, and it may not be a table filled with some of the most expensive food our culture can provide, or then again, it just might. In all cases, you will be provided for when faithful, and priority is the spiritual realm. Even if you were to lose all things, as Job did, if you have the forgiveness of your sins and you are faithful in Christ, you've not stepped away from the location of in Christ, then even if you live in a ditch awaiting your, de your departure from earth, if it is in Christ, you've won the victory. You've conquered. And you've been able to do so in Christ, for he was victorious over death. In the realm of the Old Testament, through the physical perspective, they would be given land, ancestry, and security. Land, ancestry, and security. 
and when they were obedient to God's will, these things were extended to them. But when they remove themselves from that faith, it is the same old song and dance, a repetitive uh, uh, circular motion downwards, spiraling downwards all the time. They lose their ancestry, they lose their uh, land, they lose their security and freedom. And uh, sadly, that is a deep principle that is applicable throughout all the ages that we should be wise to learn from. And here, in this account, at this moment, witnessed and inspired, Joseph was found uh, faithful to God, and God made him successful. And now, because the time had passed, which allowed the family, the siblings, to soften their hearts into repentance, guilt had burdened them enough that they were once again made useful to God. And God is blessing them through Pharaoh, mind you, which is interesting. God can bless us in a nation ran by pagans and heathens. It can take place, though that, that is not the ideal model. God would have much rather had Joseph as king and Israel, the nation of power. Things of that discussion, obviously, can be had. So we continue. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you will eat the fat of the land. You'll be well taken care of. You'll have yourself in a position of privilege and freedom, which was earned, mind you, by Joseph's uh, uh, willingness to participate. And when I mean earn, that's a word that's important as well. For you and I know, we cannot meritoriously earn our salvation but earn more so in the position of our free will obedience. That's, that's what I meant there. I didn't mean anything other than that. Because we can't look at God and be like, Hey, listen, what's the matter with you? Give me all these things because I deserve them. Because I've earned them. I've, I've meritoriously earned them. We can't, we, 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 we can't do that. We don't, we don't have that, that ability. We are obedient to God. We are servants, and we receive his pri the, the privilege of blessing and provision, provision, and we thank him for it. So, <clears throat> to that end, of course, uh, Pharaoh continues, verse 19, Now you are ordered, do this. Like, this is not a, you're going to have to do this. This is happening. And of course, it's a blessing. It's not like if he's telling them, <laughs> you are ordered to go jump off a cliff or anything. You are ordered to do this. Take the wagons from the land of Egypt for your little ones and for your wives and bring your father and come. So the mode of transportation will be uh, pleasing, right? It is facilitating a mode of transportation that would have been most desirable in those conditions. And um, you can see how Pharaoh is adding one thing after the other in his command to them 
and the blessings they will, will receive. Verse 20, do not concern yourselves with your goods. Don't find yourself scrambling in thought with anxiety over everything you have over there. I'll tell you why. For the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. Whatever you're going to have to leave behind, don't worry about it. Because once you get here, not only will you have it here, but you'll have it in a greater greater measure. A, 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 a better product, if you will. <laughs> you may have been driving a Chevette over there, but you might have yourself a Cadillac over here. So don't worry about the Chevette. Leave the Chevette there and come get yourself a Cadillac. To which a Chevette, by the way, is not the... <laughs> those things don't die, man. <laughs> <laughs> we had a few buddies who had those little things. Chevettes. You guys remember a Chevette? Man, that was a funny little mousy-looking car. But, man, we had ourselves some times in those things, man, and those things did not die. We'd take those things out over here in snowstorms going out to the camp. Snow-filled, mud-filled dirt roads to the camp with those things, and they just didn't die, and they got you there. It was just a... It was just, Amazing to me how those, they just, I don't know, there was something about those little chevettes. Anyways, okay, verse 21. Then the sons of Israel did so. What are we going to do? Have an argument here? Well, I don't know. And you know, so, don't be that way. Do not be that person. Well, I don't know about this. I don't know about that. I have a, I have a complaint about this. I have a complaint about that. What about this? What about that? Just, just, just be quiet and do. Just do that. I mean, the guy's just giving you the golden ticket here. During a famine where people are starving to death. It's not the time. It's not the time to be like, well, I don't know. What about this? What about this? trying to trying to talk Pharaoh out of it? No. So the sons of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them wagons according to the command of Pharaoh. And gave them provisions for the journey. You're going to be taken care of on the way there, and you're going to be taken care of on the way back. And once you are here, you're taken care of. You've got security, lineage. You've got privilege and freedom for you and your family. I mean, who doesn't want that for their family? I want that for mom and dad. I want that for mom and dad. I want them to have security, a bit of hope. I mean, right? Don't we want that? Don't we want that for our loved ones, family? I would think so. I would think so. Okay, so it continues and says, To each of them, verse 22, he gave changes of garments. But to Benjamin, he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of garments. Remember, Benjamin is receiving a lot more of the portions or a lot more of the blessings portions in blessings. And we talked about that in one of our sessions past. It's a measurement of accountability. Benjamin um, was found innocent in this whole history and ordeal of the family. His siblings were high-handedly rebellious and practicing lawlessness towards their brother, Joseph. And Benjamin had an innocence. And so a viable explanation to the account is that Benjamin would have that uh, 
would would be blessed with with those provisions. So, verse twenty three. To his father he sent as follows: ten donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt. Ten donkeys loaded with the best things of Egypt. Now that's that's taken care of someone, right? And the and ten female donkeys loaded with grain and bread and sustenance for his father on the journey. He's gonna take care of his dad. His dad's gonna be taken care of. It's a beautiful thing. And here comes the account, of course, drawing nearer to the moment in which Jacob would find out what's been taking place here. It's fascinating, truly. So he sent his brothers away, and as they departed, he said to them, Do not quarrel on the journey. Why is that important? Well, because Joseph has insight. He has wisdom. He's learned a a thing or two about discernment of one's mind and one's guilt and one... Like the whole history of their family, basically. Um, do not quarrel on the journey. This is a lot to take in here. They just found out that this leader here in Egypt is their brother that they sold off in bondage many years ago. Well, that's a, that's a lot to handle. You know, <laughs> that's a big one. You know, and. Um, it would be tempting for the siblings to start pointing fingers in the remnants of their guilt. And you know, how, you know, I, 12 years in now, walking faithfully in, in, as best as I can, still have moments of guilt here, there, and everywhere. And it could be very tempting to quarrel over those things. But Joseph has the insight to instruct them not do that. What's the, what's, what's the angle here? What's the practical application? We are all now found humble. And we have repented. And we are building bridges again with the family. And it is a joyful time. A joyful moment. As deep as the sorrow went. And the devastation. As deep as that went. Now as strong will be the joy and the encouragement and the renewal. And we are wise to focus on that. Not go back in quarrelsome ways. Well, it was your fault. No, it's your fault. You should have said this that way. You should have done this that way. You should and then bring forth again another uh, moment of devastation. Let's not do that. Let's not focus on what separated us. Let's focus on what unites us. Right? Now, there has been an acknowledgement from the siblings that they done wrong. And that needs to be done, obviously. When a great sin has been sinned against God, His church, His people, right? The evil workers must know what they've done in order to be repair, in order to be renewal. And that has taken place. We need not revisit those temptations in quarrelsome ways. Now we look forward on what unites us and what will build us forward. So do not 
quarrel on the journey. Because I know that might be tempting to do. Don't do it. Stay focused on everything that is good and positive and being uh, blessed upon you. I mean, really, there's no need for it either. There's so much. There's no need to go into uh, the negative side of things at this point here. Look at all the things that are being given to us. Look at what's been taking place. I mean, <laughs> there's enough there to go around in conversation for a while. <laughs> okay, verse 25. Then they went up from Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to their father, Jacob. Now remember, Jacob is fully convinced and has set that in his conscience that Joseph was eaten alive by wild beasts. Because that's what his uh, the, the Joseph's siblings had made him believe. And you've believed that for, for years. You put that away. He's, in, in, in Jacob's mind, Joseph was dead. He had to get over it. And it's not something you get over, by the way. You don't truly be like, oh, I don't remember my son. No, it's always there. He ne that never left. What he was capable of doing is moving on, I suppose. Moving on and just accepting the fact that he was devoured by wild beasts. He believed the lie. Firmly so. Sincerely. Well, there's another one, ain't there? Sometimes you and I, we can believe a lie. Sincerely. I know individuals whom I love dearly, who are firmly convinced of a hardened heart and pride that, well, they're right. But they're believing a lie. They are believing a lie. They're firmly convinced that it isn't a lie. But the evidence is clear that it is a lie. See, Jacob was a victim, if you will. Though we, he certainly had some things of guilt. He should have done due diligence a bit further. He should have taken precaution in certain ways. He should have known his, his sons. He should have been able to uh, uh, interrogate a bit further there with the situation. But he became a victim because of they took advantage of his weakness. He had a blind spot, and they took advantage of that. And he became the victim of lies. And he was devoured by liars who had a cunning way to have him believe something that wasn't true about his son. And sometimes... When you are devoured by wolves in sheep's clothing or uh, some very uh, evil workers, if you will, you can be devoured against your family, against your neighbors, co-workers, friends, firmly in your conscience, believing that they are wrong. When in fact... It's quite the other way around. This account here of this family is quite revealing of the things that have taken place. In full circle. And um, Jacob was going to have a very difficult moment yet again. But in 
a positive way, if you will. Though I can just imagine how he'd probably want to strangle his sons for having made him believe a lie. Um, focusing yet on what is good instead of quarreling, going back to what is negative and what kept us separated for so long. Let's focus now on this day forward on what keeps us united and what, what has united us. So they came, they went up from Egypt and came to the land uh, of Canaan with, uh, to their father Jacob. And they told Jacob, saying, Joseph is still alive. <laughs> what do you mean, Jacob is still alive? Well, what do you mean, uh, Joseph is still alive? Like, I, I just, I'd, I'd be, what do you mean? Like, what, a, what, a, what, a, what an awful thing to say. What an awful thing to say, right? Like, how dare you say something like that? And indeed, he is ruler over the land of Egypt. Not only is he alive. Are you ready for this, Dad? He happens to be the ruler over all Egypt. No. But of course, Jacob was stunned, frozen in time. Can't believe what he... I didn't hear what you just told me. Like, it is... No. For he did not believe them. I wouldn't believe him either. I had already... I, I had already come to terms with this situation. Joseph, whom I loved greatly, was eaten alive by wild beasts. You told me. I believed you. That's the end of it. Now you're telling me he's alive. And not only that he is alive, that he's actually the one capable of having the authority to provide nourishment for this family. He's, he's actually a, a, a ruler over all the land of Egypt. What are you trying to do to me? What's the matter with you? Verse 27. But when they told him all the words of Joseph, sometimes you got to listen. Initially, when you say this happened or this is, this is what's going on, this is taking place, sometimes initially you're like, no, that can't be true. So you need to take the time and be like, listen, I've written a report about eight to ten pages long. We have ourselves over 30 witnesses, congregations, elders, proving the case. Sometimes you need to go that extra mile. Be like, oh, now all the evidence has been delivered. Everything's logically welded together, if you will. And now we can make ourselves a righteous judgment. Sometimes that won't convince individuals either. I assure you. It, 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 some, some, some brethren, it won't matter how much evidence you have, how many witnesses you have to the fact. It, 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 they, they, won't, they won't believe you. Well, when they told Jacob, they, the siblings here of Joseph and the sons of Jacob, told him, all the words Joseph had spoken to them. And when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, so he's not only hearing the truth, he's seeing the truth. The spirit of their father, Jacob, revived. He heard the truth. He saw the truth. 
It set him free from the bondage of myth and lie that he was so firmly and sincerely believing that Joseph had been devoured by wild beasts at the hands of deceitful, manipulating liars. Wow, so many things that could be said here. And that's something. Then Israel, Jacob, said, It is enough. My son Joseph is still alive. The evidence provided is sufficient. My son lives. Another very emotional moment recorded in this family. <laughs> Truly fascinating. He says, I will go and see him before I die. Before his departure from this earth, he was going to see his beloved son again. And this time, in the confines of unity, the boundaries of love and family, humble submissiveness, healing and comfort, isn't that something? Gives us hope, doesn't it? Gives us hope in a great many ways. Some of us have lost siblings at the hands of divisive wolves. Some of us have lost loved ones since devoured and recruited by evil, deceiving lies. And they are firmly convinced in their conscience that they are on the right side of it. But in fact, the evidence provides quite to the contrary. It gives us all hope that perhaps one day when enough time has come and passed, the truth will be revealed and spoken and the evidence will be delivered. And we too will indeed be able to see each other once again before departing this earth. Quite the, quite, quite, quite the account here. And that, of course, brings to an end the uh, portion of the chapter and the chapter itself, I guess. And uh, next week, Lord willing, we shall go into chapter 46 there and see what's taking place when Jacob moves to Egypt. Uh, and um, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Giving us a lot of fuel for the faith. Faith fuel. That's what we're doing. We're fueling up on our faith. Uh, practical applications all over the place what we can live today what we can what we can learn from 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 the texts of yesterday we can live today and tomorrow and uh, we are wise few things of course as always well Joseph was faithful to God and God made him successful we need to be faithful to God God will make us successful uh, God will allow us all the blessings if we just do what's right as difficult as that is, because it is a sacrifice. We must deny self. Now, that can be difficult, because self tends to want to get in the way all the time. So we have to say no to self and yes to the instructions of our Lord and Master, which is loving, which is loving. And um, I do hope and pray you have yourself a faithful local congregation that belongs to our Lord and Master. Over here, we uh, have been truly blessed to be the East Coast congregation that belongs to our Lord and Master. A group of growing Christians. We have ourselves weekly studies with contacts. Uh, we've seen immersions. We're going to see some more. We've seen renewals. Um, 
to be humble and loving. What evil workers pushed out with maliciousness and slander and deceit, God took and embraced and gave us hope and gave us answers and gave us answers and allowed us to be what is healthy, what is not toxic anymore, what is healthy and what is good. And there is a day coming, of course, where the sky will open and justice will be had and all men will know the truth and what a blessing it is to be found in Christ. What a blessing it is to be found in Christ. Stefan Maia is my name. AddedSouls.com is the website. By all means, my dear friends, please consider signing up to AddedSouls.Locals.com. Over there, you will have yourself the opportunity to support this material, this content, so that it can keep moving forward and delivering. Uh, and also, you can have the PayPal option. Email address AddedSouls at gmail.com. I labor alongside the East Coast Church of Christ over here in New Brunswick, Canada, a healthy and growing congregation. Stay focused and stay positive. We shall certainly see each other tomorrow for our topical session, Lord willing. Peace out.